Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So I used the savings from switching to Progressive 30 years ago to buy tickets to the championship game. You know, between those two teams that didn't exist 30 years ago? Yeah, I'm a big Alaska Palm Trees fan. Which is a team now, in the future? So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Hello again, everybody, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. GamecockCentral.com presents Gamecock Central Radio with Kip Balknight twice a week here on Gamecock Central Radio. We're coming to you live from the Gamecock Central Studios, and I'm your host, Emerson Phillips. Kip, a strange weekend to talk about, a highly anticipated series between the Gamecocks and the Gators. Florida coming in ranked number one in the country in the Founders Park with the Gamecocks ranked as high as number two in the nation. And, boy, the first two games were very exciting, a pair of one-run games, and then Sunday's Game 3 ends up being canceled. It was a scoreless game in the fourth inning on Sunday, and the skies opened up. We had rain all day in Columbia, and that game canceled, and it will not be made up. So give us your overall thoughts on the series, Kip. Well, I mean, it was obviously a series of two powerhouses, and uh, Florida comes in as probably one of the most talented teams I've ever seen in college baseball. So South Carolina certainly had their hands full and, you know, looked to be in command and in control on Friday night, and things slipped away from them. That's something they're certainly not accustomed to have happening. But, uh, you know, one thing we've talked about on this show many a times this year is just how resilient this team is and what kind of character they have. And, um, you know, having to battle back after losing a, a heartbreak, uh, having a heartbreak of a loss on Friday night to come back and, and, uh, and do what they did on Saturday was just absolutely impressive. And, you know, capped off by obviously Gene Combs game winning home, or game, you know, go ahead home run. And I believe in the bottom of the seventh uh, on Saturday night. And, and, uh, Tyler Johnson was, uh, just absolutely outstanding out of the bullpen. And, uh, it was a great, great, great win. And, um, kind of crazy how things end up just being a, a split the series one to one. But, um, you know, a very, very important win for South Carolina Saturday night. No question, and it was a bizarre ball game. South Carolina scored first. They got a two-out, two-run home run by Alex Destino in the bottom of the first inning. Gamecocks led it 2 to nothing at the end of one. And then in the fifth, freshman catcher Chris Cullen added a solo home run to make it 3 to nothing. Gamecocks. In addition to the home run, Cullen also had two doubles on the night. So the Gamecocks had this 3 to nothing lead going into the sixth, but then Florida got a two-out Gamecock error, and the Gators capitalized with a two-run home run by J.J. Shorts, and they cut the lead to 3-2. to two. So the Gamecocks got a little bit of insurance to make it 4-2. to two. Florida would cut it to 4-3. to three. That was the score going into the ninth. And you mentioned that uh, Clark Schmidt was relieved by Tyler Johnson. He came on with one out in the seventh inning and retired five straight Florida hitters. So he finished the seventh, and then he got the Gamecocks through the eighth. And Carolina had this one-run lead. It was 4-3 to three at that point. And Josh Reagan came on. has been an outstanding closer all year. He had a chance to move into the SEC lead if he could save the Florida game on Friday night. Daggum, Kip. Two Florida solo home runs in the top of the ninth inning by a couple of you know seldom-used Florida players. That was the doggone thing about it. Horvath hit the game winner for Florida. He hit a deep home run to left, and he had only three at-bats in SEC play all season. And for Horvath, 
It was just his third hit of the year. He was a buck 33 hitter. He was two for 15 until he hit that game-winning home run against the Gamecocks in game one of the series on Friday night. So, Kip, it, it, the script couldn't have mapped out much better. Uh, the Gamecocks got good innings from the starting pitcher, Clark Schmidt. Set-up man Tyler Johnson got him to the ninth. And Josh Reagan came on. Coach Holbrook said that they looked at the splits and the numbers added up, and they went with what they thought was the right decision. And Florida hit two home runs off of Josh Reagan and got away with a 5-4 win. Yeah, it, you know, it just didn't work out. You know, that's the bottom line. I mean, you can you can overanalyze yourself to death on that. I mean, personally, I, I would have liked to see Tyler Johnson stay in. He was just pitching really, really well. And, and um, you know, we've seen him do that in the past where they've kind of continued to use him. But you can't argue with bringing in Josh Reagan, your closer. I mean, he... He has been outstanding all year long. But the one concern I have had throughout the season is, um, you know, a guy like Josh Reagan in a real, real tight game, uh, when you don't have electric stuff, you have to be perfect. And, you know, there was a couple pitches that you go, oh, gosh, man, they really weren't that bad of pitches. But, you know, when when you're facing teams like Florida and facing some teams like South Carolina's going to face in the postseason – you know, a guy like Josh Reagan, there's going to be very minimal room for error. So, uh, having said that, you know, after we saw what Tyler Johnson did on Friday and Saturday night against Florida, I don't know how you don't make a change. But um, it's they need to make it defined because I, I I can't imagine what's going through Josh Reagan's head right now. He has been outstanding all year long for South Carolina. Um, you know, I, I do think there's still plenty of a place for him, and I do think that he could finish games, but I just think there's so many other places we could use him, and um, and he could be well-suited. I mean, he's a guy that I could see giving up two solo home runs and then throwing seven or eight shutout innings. I mean, he's just – I just see him as a starter, but it's kind of hard to argue with the three-star pitchers we have right now. So kind of hard to find him in a, a spot in the rotation, but um, – I do think he can be well used, and I think it could be a, a situation where they, use, you know, kind of match it up and go with the hot hand and go with Tyler Johnson, and and uh, if he's facing a bunch of righties, and if there's a bunch of lefties, it could, we could see a Josh Reagan. So, uh, you know, it just was one of those games. It was a outstanding college baseball game. I think if you're just a fan of college baseball and you watch Friday and Saturday night with Florida and South Carolina, you you got what was advertised as a great battle of the southeast and it was awesome it was two great well-played games and um the crowd certainly came to life on saturday that was fun to watch this is gamecock central radio with kip balk Knight. i'm emerson phillips you can download the gamecock central radio app on the app store and on google play to subscribe to the podcast search for gamecock central radio on itunes soundcloud or other popular services or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Kip, hard to figure anybody on the Gamecock baseball team got much good sleep on Friday night after losing the way that they did. Two Florida solo home runs in the top of the ninth to steal that ball game, and that win for Florida extended their winning streak over the Gamecocks to seven games. So South Carolina had to sleep on this all night before coming back for Saturday's Game 2, and Game 2 was another uh, old-fashioned pitcher's duel Florida got a solo home run in the top of the second inning to take a one to nothing lead, but then the Gamecocks came right back in the bottom of the second. Dom Thompson-Williams with a double, and he would score on a two-out RBI single to center by freshman L.T. Tolbert. So the game was tied at one, and it stayed that way until Gene Cohn slapped a two-out solo home run over the right field fence for what proved to be the winning margin. 
So here, here we go again, Kip. The Gamecocks going into the ninth with a one-run lead. I don't think there were very many settled fans at that point. I think there were some nerves in the building, 8,000-plus yeah. at Founders Park. And uh, this time, Tyler Johnson, who had pitched the eighth, stayed in for the ninth inning. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that because, you know, I was curious to see if Reagan would come in. I thought that he probably would. But Johnson stayed in and got the final out in the ninth. He struck out Ryan Larson with a fastball. Florida had gotten a runner to third, so they had the tying run 90 feet away with two outs in the ninth. And then Johnson threw the heater past Ryan Larson to give the Gamecocks the win in game two. Yeah, I'll tell you what. There's two things that really stick out for me there. The the crowd on Saturday night was absolutely um, night and day better compared to what they were Friday night. You know, Friday night I thought things, you know, were kind of loud for Reagan in the ninth, but you know, he gives up the solo home run to tie it up, then he gives up another one, and then you could hear a pin drop in the bottom of the ninth. And that's where, even when, you know, your backs are against the wall, that's where we need that fan support. We need those folks to, to make it that true home field advantage. And um, they certainly did on Saturday night with Tyler Johnson going back out in the ninth. And um, I think Chad Holbrook is going to have to do a very, very good job, as well as Jerry Myers, of trying to uh, – make sure that you, you keep the morale of a Josh Reagan where it needs to be because in my opinion, um, you, you know, they, they, they may say, oh, well, Tyler Johnson's not our closer, but if I'm in Josh Reagan's shoes, I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, well, I've lost my job now because it was a one-run game. Yes, he blew a game, but last I checked, I don't think he's blown many games this year. You know, he should have been in that ball game now. Am I saying that I disagree with what Chad Holbrook did in, in running Tyler Johnson back out in the ninth on Saturday? No. I've been wanting Tyler Johnson to be South Carolina's closer for the last two months. So I, I personally think a guy like Tyler Johnson should be our closer, only because he can still throw at 95, miss a spot, and still miss a bat. Josh Reagan, with all due respect, just does not have the electric stuff that you normally see in a closer. And he doesn't really have a secondary pitch that is that it can be dominating in a short burst. And what I mean by that is, does he have a plus changeup? Absolutely. But he does not have, you know, it's not a, that changeup has to be set up by throwing inside and outside and fastballs down on the way. And, you know, there's so many things that come into a guy like Josh Reagan. A guy like Tyler Johnson can come out like he did and throw 20, 25 pitches and blow fastballs by you and, and you know, uh, and be done. And um, so I, it remains to be seen what will happen. I do think that's a, a situation that needs to be handled very, very professionally and delicately. And, um, you know, I, I do think Josh Reagan will handle it the right way because he's a great kid and uh, he's a fine young man. And I, I wish him nothing but the best. And I still think there's major, major room for him to help this ball club out. But uh, Tyler Johnson has to be your closer, in my opinion. He certainly deserves to be. And without question, Kip, the Gamecocks need Josh Reagan. They're going to need him in some way, shape, or form. He's going to have to provide a role for this Gamecock baseball team if the Gamecocks are going to have any success in the postseason. So your best bet right now, or your best guess right now, Kip, how do things work out from here with the setup man closer situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you what I would do. I would absolutely go ahead and make the change. Boom, it's done. Tyler Johnson's our closer. Josh Reagan, we're going to find, hey, that doesn't mean you might not finish a game. Tyler may throw an inning on Friday and two innings on Saturday, and it may be a three-run game on Sunday. And, hey, guess what? Um, 
you know, Josh Reagan comes in in the sixth, and he might throw six, seven, eight, nine. But I would absolutely sit both of them down and tell, you know, say, okay, Tyler Johnson, you're my closer. I wouldn't do the whole oh, closer by committee. Oh, we'll play matchups. That's not good. When a pitcher comes to the ballpark, he needs to know his role. He needs to know if he's coming in with a game on the line, one-run game, who's in the game, period. Who's finishing that ninth inning? And um, I, I don't know if that'll happen. I hope it does. Um, but I got a feeling that they're probably going to choose the, the closer by committee. I just got a feeling that's what I've seen that in the past, even under Ray Tanner's uh, uh, helm. And, and, and um, I, I just I just got a feeling that's probably what we're going to see. But I would definitely uh, solidify a role because Josh Reagan definitely has a role, and it needs to be there. And in my opinion, it's a – you know, we've got a young pitching staff. We've counted on them all year long. Those three starters, we can't count on them to pitch us through the seventh and eighth inning every single outing. So there's going to be plenty of times where maybe they get roughed up a little bit and we need to bring in a guy like Josh Reagan in the third or fourth inning to extend us, keep us in the game, and, um, you know, keep, keep South Carolina with a chance to come back and win. All right, Braden Webb pitched outstanding on Saturday, seven and a third for him, five hits, one run. It was allowed. He struck out seven and walked three, and that allowed Tyler Johnson to come in and record the final five outs and get this South Carolina win, a much-needed win, two to one the final in game two on Saturday, and that snapped South Carolina's seven-game losing streak against Florida, and it put South Carolina a game in front of the Gators in the SEC standings heading into what we thought would be Sunday's game three. And that game, Kip, was started. They played into the fourth inning of a scoreless ball game, but then it rained. Uh, we had lightning in Columbia. There was hail at some point, and this, the rain stopped but then came back. So we ended up with a lengthy delay, and eventually the decision was made after several hours to go ahead and cancel the ball game. So uh, this game will not be made up, and it does not count in the standings, obviously, for either club. So it looks like South Carolina and Florida are going to have one less SEC game on the record when the final season comes to an end here in a few weeks. So, you know, obviously that, that one game could end up being a difference between who wins the SEC and who doesn't. Yeah, it could be. You know, I don't know if I can remember this really happening. Um, I'm sure it probably has. But, uh, you know, hopefully it ends up not being a tie. Hopefully South Carolina's a game better than Florida in the standings. And, um, you know, I think we saw a preview of – of um, Two teams that definitely, I would say, have a very good chance to get to to Omaha this year. I, I truly believe that. I, I said that about six weeks ago in the South Carolina team, and it's really, yes, they're talented, and yes, I, I think they can. They've got to get the bats going. They got to get hot at the right time. But the big thing is just the moxie of this team. This team wills themselves to victories. They're very resilient. After losing against number one team in the nation, Florida, in your own home and, 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 and a devastating loss on Friday night. They come back and do what they did and not back down just says a lot about, uh, in my opinion, it says a lot about who they are as people, who they are as competitors. And, and again, that starts from the top and Chad Holbrook. And um, certainly it's, it's, uh, it's very, very contagious and it's fun to watch these guys play. Really interesting series with Florida. Ends up in a tie, of all things, with uh, Game 3 rained out, and it will not be made up. So we'll move on, Kip. We've got midweek baseball this week for South Carolina. They'll take on USC Upstate on Wednesday of this week. That will be a home game. It'll be at Founders Park, 7 o'clock first pitch for the Gamecocks against USC Upstate. And then as we look ahead to next weekend, Kip, the Gamecocks are on the road in the conference at Kentucky 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 6.30 Friday, 6.30 Saturday, 3 p.m. Sunday. And Kentucky's been ranked in the top 20 in the country all year, but they've lost two of three in each of their last three SEC series against Auburn, Arkansas, and Vanderbilt. So Kentucky's been tough for a very long time, and they need a series win to get their season back on track. Yeah, they do. I mean, that's a matchup with Kentucky. Seems like South Carolina's always uh, struggled at, at times against. I mean, I certainly know we did when I played them, and um, it's, it, it can be a, a tough, a tough team. They they um, they are very scrappy, and they always uh, seem to have some power arms. But you know, South Carolina's just got to continue to play one game at a time and not get ahead of themselves because it is a long season, and um, you know they're I think got exams this coming up week and. You know, they, they're going to have to do their due diligence to just make sure they stay focused and, and, and play one game at a time and not get too high or not get too low. And, again, we saw them do that this weekend against Florida. That was an outstanding, uh, you know, weekend of baseball. Very, very good college baseball to watch. All right, Florida will play at Tennessee this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, of course, Vanderbilt not very far behind the Gamecocks and the Gators and the SEC East standing. So we still got a lot of work to do. But, Kip, all in all, i got to believe it's a very positive feeling in the Gamecock locker room right now, losing the way they did Friday night, but then bouncing back, having the moxie to come back and win game two in a very strong way. Yeah, I do. I think the, the, you know, the locker room should be very, very pleased with this weekend. And I think that, um, you know, again, I, I do think that, you know, it's going to be very, very important how the coaching staff handles this situation because it is a situation uh you know that they can try to say it's not but you know um it's just uh it's it is what it is i mean i you know it's um in the back of their mind i'm sure they probably were thinking the same thing but it's hard not to run a guy like josh reagan out there because he's had so much success i mean he's been he's been outstanding i mean he's a kid hadn't even given up a run for i don't know how many innings in his first you know part of the year so um, I just think it's uh, it was the inevitable for me. So, uh, you know, we'll see where they move forward from that. But, um, uh, you know, they, they, it's a good problem to have. you got two great pitchers, and, um, you know, they both need to be huge interval parts of the rest of the season for the pitching staff for South Carolina. How will Chad Holbrook pull the strings and push the buttons with the bullpen? Will the Gamecocks be able to win the SEC? Will South Carolina get a top-eight national seed? All these questions and more will be answered in the next few weeks. And it's Gamecock great Kip Balknight joining us twice a week to talk about it here on Gamecock Central Radio. Kip, we appreciate your time. Safe travels this week, my man. Thank you, Emerson. Go Gamecock. All right, he's Kip Balknight, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and we thank you for joining us here on Gamecock Central Radio. Have a great week. 